Rewind it back to the days of chillaxing on the beach and all-day fun with Spring Break on DraftKings Casino. Play exclusive games like Fan Fave Rocket. The excitement is endless, the vibes are right, and the cash prizes could be huge. New players, start playing with just 5 bucks and get 100 back instantly in casino credits. Download the app and use code RTFP to book your one-way ticket to fun with DraftKings Casino. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. (laughs) Oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a Monster Monday presented by DraftKings. They've got a monster offer, by the way, with the NBA playoffs going on. I am so fired up. For Warren Sharp from Sharp Football to join us momentarily. Look, I pretty much do this every year, right? I get Michael North from the NFL on, and he talks about why the NFL schedules, what they did, and how they do it. He was on last week, and then nobody actually breaks down the schedule better than Warren Sharp. So you have the guy that makes it, and then the guy that breaks it down. Back-to-back episodes, doesn't get any better than that. Warren is everywhere. He's got podcasts. He writes for NBC Sports. Got his own website. You, it's hard to go anywhere now and not see Warren. And I can say that I remember when, when he first came onto the scene. It's a new week, which means I've got new winners that I want to give out. By the way, David Martirano, I need your address, bro. If you want that Jaguars Eagles press pass, I need your address. Hit me up, Ross at RossTucker.com. We'll have a new Spread the Word winner via social media. So just engage in any way with at Ross Tucker NFL or at Ross Tucker Pod. I'll pick somebody on Friday or Thursday. You'll win a signed press pass or football card or picture, whatever you want. Probably can't get that much money for it, but who knows? Six bucks, eight bucks, whatever. Uh, Spread the Word winner via social media I told you about. Sponsor confirmation. I'll be telling you about Level Select CBD. I'll be telling you about ExpressVPN. You take advantage of any of those, just make sure you forward me the email after you buy it and you take advantage of our code because then I'll read and respond to whatever question you email me. Whatever it is, my favorite color, how I met my wife, I really don't care. Just send it to me. And then the YouTube shout-out, this is the big one. People pay money for these cameo shout-outs. I just did one. For a fantasy football dude, you guys get them for free. All you have to do is subscribe to YouTube and comment on one of the videos. It's that easy, and it's that great to be joined by my buddy, Warren Sharp. It's Big Show time. The Big Show. So, Warren, I kind of touched on it earlier. You obviously still have your outstanding website, sharpfootballanalysis.com sharpfootballstats.com, 
But now you're doing a podcast at The Ringer. You're writing for NBC Sports. So tell me what you got going on just in terms of branching out, but also still having your core site. Yeah, it's it's still the same in terms of, you know, when I'm giving out sports betting recommendations uh, for the NFL season, that's up at sharpfootballanalysis.com. But all my content is now up at NBC. So the couple of articles I wrote once before the schedule was released and then immediately after the schedule was dropped in terms of analyzing the schedule iniquities, those are up at NBC Sports. My book, though, I, I dive into a book, as you know, and usually come on after I'm done with that to share some of my big takeaways with you guys on your show. Uh, that's going to come out in July, and that'll be available at Sharp Football Analysis. That sounds like one where maybe we'll get you on the Even Money podcast, Warren, the betting one, which is very popular these days, as you know. Uh, but I wanted to get your schedule thoughts you mentioned the biggest inequities. <clears throat> I want you to start with just explaining what you think that they are, because then I have some follow-up questions as well. But you do this every year. You analyze the entire schedule and spit out what you think are the, the, the areas where the, the schedule lacks balance from a competitive standpoint, correct? That's correct. Look, we know who is – we know in terms of when they're releasing the schedule, we understand who is going to deal with the weaker strength of schedule or a stronger strength of schedule based upon who you play. But that's just one discussion point entirely, who you play. There's a total another way to look at the schedule, which is the timing of when you play these teams. And we don't know that until the schedule drops, but that is almost as important because Let's put it into this perspective, Ross. Um, and, and I know I'm really interested to hear your take on my thoughts versus Michael North because he's the one putting the schedule together. But you have some teams with this 17-game schedule that they just dropped that are playing six opponents this year out of 17. Those opponents are on extra rest. They have extra time to prepare per, for a certain team. There are other teams that play zero opponents that have extra rest to prepare for them. To put this into some sort of perspective, so it's the equivalent to baseball with a 162-game schedule. Some teams would play zero opponents that have extra time to prepare for them in a baseball season, whereas others are playing 56 opponents out of 162 games with extra time to prepare for them. We would say that's unfair. We would say that that is not just, and that's what we're dealing with in the NFL. So there's a variety of things that I look at in addition to rest inequalities. I'm also looking at things like short week road games. I'm looking at negated bye weeks and a variety of other things to try to figure out where there are certain teams that are getting the short end of the stick. Got it. So I, I guess that this, this is where I start to have some questions. So I agree that that does not sound fair. My question is, what data do you have that backs that up? Like, what do we know about one loss record over time of teams with extra rest, extra time to prepare versus not? So there is a, uh, in terms of looking at this point spread, there is a value that is associated with significant rest advantage. If you have a stronger rest advantage in a particular game, it is worth a certain amount on the point spread. 
But here's the thing in my mind, Ross, that digs even deeper than this, because it is in the past only a 16 game season. And for a variety of reasons, you have teams that win games or lose games. You have coaches that are or are not able to take advantage of situations around them. It's not as if like, well, we have two extra days or three extra days of rest to prepare for this team. We're going to use those optimally and come up with an even better game plan to defeat the opponent, right? But just because they aren't able to use that and some teams screw up their opportunities does not mean that it is fair. And, you know, I read Peter King's article. He interviewed me for his article. We talked for about 30 minutes about the schedule, about the guys that are making the schedule. And you could tell just in reading the article, there are a select, I think it was like 70 games that are like high valued games that they have to freeze, that they know that they want on networks. They care mostly about the TV. So they plug those games in first and then they work backwards around it. And some of the things that they're like, backfilling and swapping out at the last minute are like one team has to play two straight road games to start the season and they might swap an opponent in the first game because the schedule spit out that they would have to travel too far in both of these two different road games like that's the type of inequality that they're trying to uh smooth out a little bit is you know three straight road games well we're definitely not going to have four straight you know we're definitely going to try to minimize some of this but they're not focusing as much on the fact that you know the Tennessee Titans for example are playing three teams this season that are coming off of Thursday night football games which means they have extra time to prepare multiple days for the Tennessee Titans plus they have to play a team that's coming off of a bye week you know there are teams that don't play any teams that are coming off of a Thursday night game with this extra mini bye to prepare for so the Titans are playing four teams like that the you know other teams are playing zero it just does not make sense and just because the Titans can't take advantage of that and the Titans can't beat you know some of the teams I'm looking at the list they're playing the Patriots the Steelers and the Chiefs this year, all who have extra time to prepare for them. You know, if, if the Titans lose those games, you know, that's that's we would consider that to be obvious because the Titans aren't going to be as good this year. Um, but just because the Titans can't win those games doesn't mean that that's fair uh, for them to deal with that. Um, you know, it's interesting because this is maybe, Warren, just because I've been trained this way, and I think I've talked to you about it before, but first of all, as a player or a coach, like you'll never hear a player or coach ever bring it up or ever use that as an excuse, at least not publicly, right? Uh, I'm pretty confident privately they complain about some of these things. I will say though, and this is anecdotally, this is why I asked you if there's evidence that we know that it makes a big difference because even a short week, right? When you play a Monday night and then you play again on Sunday, I never really felt like we weren't prepared for that next game because the NFL work week typically is Monday, you review the game before. Tuesday is the off day. Wednesday, you, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday is the preparation for the next opponent. And then obviously Sunday is the game. So in my mind, whether it's a Monday night or a Sunday or whatever, by Wednesday, you're kind of even there, I, I guess. And even the, the rest thing, you know, it's six days later. It's hard to feel like 
that playing Sunday afternoon versus Monday night made a difference in the rest. I guess the one I could see the most there, Warren, would be the impact it has on the coaches. Because Monday is a huge day for the coaches getting everything ready for Wednesday, Thursday, Friday for that next opponent. So I guess in my mind, more than the rest, which I'm sure there's some impact, although I never really noticed that, and even more than the preparation for the players, it really would seem to me like it's it's a lack of not having the same amount of prep time for the coaches. Is that fair? It's absolutely fair. Look, I work for a variety of different teams. I talk to these coaches behind the scenes. One of the reasons why I even threw into my analysis looking at road Sunday night and Monday night games is because those guys on a variety of different teams have told me that is difficult for them. Getting back late, anything that screws up, these guys are creatures of habit. Anything that screws up that process is a problem. Now, a lot of the work that I do and the advanced scouting work is done in advance of those games anyways. So like I'm submitting reports prior to the, even them playing their final, you know, the game right before their game that I'm submitting a report for. That said, though, they still have to incorporate that and come up with their strategy and their game plan and what they're going to start working on with the players. Now, so number one, from my experience, not having played in the league, but working with the different coaches and different coaching staffs, they do care about even small things like that, let alone, you know, um, having other time, other teams with even more time to prepare for them. But number two, you know, you made a point there, which I don't disagree with. In some cases, if you're talking about the difference between playing on Monday and playing on Sunday and your personal rest uh, being a, a healthy player is not changed that much. You don't really notice that big of a difference. And of course, like I don't think any coaching staff is going to have its team believing we're at a disadvantage as we get ready to play our next game, right? They're going to get everybody thinking we're going to beat these guys. We've got the right game plan implemented. There's no issues here. There's no excuses. Go out there and win this game. So mentally you're thinking that you're going to be fine. The issue is not probably for the healthy players as much as it is the injured players. If you're dealing with an injury, every single extra day that you have to rehab and prepare and Get, get that injury ready so that you can play 95% versus 70% versus not even play the game at all. Like those are major advantages. So I think especially later in the season or for players that are injured, uh, those rest days do matter a little bit more. You know, I read Peter King's story this morning as well, Warren, and where he referenced you and the outstanding work that you do. Uh, he also earlier in the article he mentioned the NFL has some type of total rest metric or something. They have something that they use to try to make it as equitable as possible. So I, I guess the net net here is Michael North, and I don't know if he had a chance to listen to the interview uh, or watch it on YouTube or whatever, but he makes it very clear. Like I, and I even posted this on social media over the weekend. Like goal number one is revenue. Like goal number one is to get the best ratings possible. And they're trying to do that without inconveniencing teams as much as they can. You know, the buys are between week six and 14. So there's not the early one. They don't have anybody doing three game road trips. I guess my question is like, there's going to always be a balance there, right? Um, it, I don't really feel like they'll ever have a perfect schedule, 
What do you think is unacceptable that they should be able to put into their computer system and maybe even hire you to do it so that it doesn't doesn't happen? Well, first of all, he is right. They have done a better job of factoring it in, right? The, the, the net rest inequality has improved, but the fact that it still is where it is and it's improved is a scary thought as to what things were, you know, two, four, five years ago. But the bottom line to me is that there still is too much inequality in this schedule in terms of rest. Look, you are dead on. We are never going to have a perfect schedule. When you want teams to play on Thursday night games and you want teams to play on Monday night games, nothing is going to be perfect, okay? But you have to do a better job than what we're doing right now. You cannot have teams like the Chicago Bears play six teams that have extra rest to prepare for them, whereas other teams have zero of those games. There has to be more of a balance within the course of a season. I'll give you a couple of other examples. The Philadelphia Eagles are the only team this year to have to play four games in 17 days, like with 17 days separating the first and the last game. They're the only team that has to do that. Now, in the past, there's been more of those instances, but why even allow one this year, right? Why not just get rid of that one team that has to play that? And guess what the Philadelphia Eagles also deal with? When you're playing the four and 17, you're playing a Monday night to start, then you've got a Sunday. So that's a short rest week right there. You know, they play on the first time that they play the short rest, the Kansas City Chiefs, the defending uh, Super Bowl runner up. Then they have to play a Thursday night game to close this schedule up after a Sunday. So that's another short rest. You know, do they play in that next short rest game? The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the actual team that won the Super Bowl. So they're playing both teams that went to the Super Bowl on short rest during this four and 17. And then they follow that up with five road games in seven weeks there are one they are only one of seven teams that have to play that type of a schedule five uh, five road in seven weeks so putting those back to back is a little difficult to comprehend as to why we have them as the only team that's there then i'll talk about the dallas cowboys briefly you look, look the Dallas Cowboys and the Detroit Lions have the inherent edge of playing and hosting a short week game they do it every single year on thanksgiving we know that hosting a short week game is the single biggest edge that you can have in terms of an NFL schedule as to when they are planning out your game. It is so difficult for that team to go on the road on the short rest and win that game. ATS-wise, straight-up-wise, it is a massive, massively difficult thing for you to do. So the NFL this year said, look, we'll give Dallas two road Thursday games, because that's really the only way you can offset it. If you're not going to get rid of those Thanksgiving home games, you got to send them on the road for a short week Thursday game. But you know when they gave them these uh, Thursday games? Week one against Tampa Bay. Well, week one is not a short week. They have as much time as they want to prepare for that. They actually get an added edge after that Thursday game, because then they have 10 days to get ready for their week two game. Then the second game that they gave them on Thursday was the week after Thanksgiving, which means they have a whole week to prepare for a road game in New Orleans. This is something that the NFL could change and say, look, Dallas, we know you get the edge of having a Thursday game at home every single year. We're going to send you on a road for a short week Thursday game. But they have never done that. In the history of Thursday night football, Dallas has never gone on the road and played on a short week Sunday to uh, Thursday and been 
on the road for that game. So that's since 2006, they started these Thursday night games. So they should be able to fix that as well. You know, one of the other things I saw you wrote about, uh, Warren, was the Colts primetime and how many away primetime games they had. Now, I, I I don't know this, but I wanted to give you some information here. And for all I know, you work for the Colts. I don't know. But um, I remember when I was in Buffalo, I was told once, and I think maybe it's changed, but I was told once that the Bills requested as many Sunday 1 p.m. home games as possible and that they didn't want primetime home games. They wanted primetime away games because the Bills have sort of a regional fan base. You know, they're from Rochester and all over upstate New York, and their season ticket holders told them it's arduous for them to come to a Sunday night game, Monday night game, et cetera, and then have work the next day. So I don't know if that's the case with the Colts or not. I have no idea, Warren. I'm just throwing that out there to you as a possibility and submitting that there are teams at times they don't want they, like they want road primetime games because they want the exposure, but they don't want home primetime games sometimes because their fans don't like them for whatever reason. I don't know if that's the case with the Colts. I just thought that might be something that would interest you. Yeah, and and no doubt that that probably has happened in the past to certain teams. Um, and I could tell you that some of the teams put in these types of requests, right? Like I, I know Peter King reported it. I knew uh, before the schedule even came out that the Dolphins were going to request to play after their London game and not take a bye because they wanted to buy later on in the season. So I knew that like several weeks ago before the schedule even dropped. But I could tell you for a fact that the Indianapolis Colts want to play these games at home. They have not requested to play elsewhere. And, you know, they, they just they just sit back. There are certain teams out there, um, and obviously I'm talking to them, that have requested things in the past that have never gotten them and are so frustrated that they just don't even bother to say anything anymore. And they sit back and laugh because they feel like there's nothing that they can do about what is happening with the schedule. They feel like there are certain things that are unequal with the way that the schedule is being issued. And they've tried to address them in the past and nothing has changed in their opinion. Now, I will say that some of these things, they didn't realize the actual measurement of them until I came along with this study. Like, when I did this study last year for the first time and looked at the last decade of schedule inequalities, like when I was talking to Peter King, he's like, even people within the league aren't looking at some of these metrics that you've been looking at. And they were like, wow, this is something maybe we should consider a little bit more. So some people, even within the league, as they're making the schedule, aren't necessarily looking at things to the level of detail that I am. And in some cases, they might have the same exact reason for thinking, well, it's not that necessary because of like the instance that you suggested. Well, does it even really matter? Like, is it actually measurable? But the point to me is that we already know the league tries to strive for equality. They're going to elevate their best teams on the primetime games. Their main goal is revenue, as you indicated previously. But 
why do they put the number one teams against number one and number four against number four and try to because they're trying to balance things? Why do they give the worst team the number one overall draft pick? They're trying to make things a little bit more balanced. And you can't tell me that when you give divvy up the schedule with this rest inequality as it sits here, even in a one season instance, not zooming out but looking at just this one season that we could say that every single team has as fair of a shot as everybody else based upon the rest that they've issued and i know it's never going to be perfect but it can be better than even what it is right now and that's what i would encourage them to do is look more at these metrics and try to make a schedule that's a little bit more fair and balanced across the entire league in a single season as possible and whatever rest metrics that they're plugging into their schedule it did help compared to years past but it has not helped enough there are still too much imbalance in my opinion warren this was awesome you are awesome i can't wait to see the youtube comments youtube.com slash ross tucker nfl or anybody over on any of our patrons or email i'll be really curious for people a lot of them listened and watched Mike North and you back to back, and this is what I like to do. Like this is what this is what we had to do in Princeton. And you, you know, you read the one guy, then you read the other guy, and it's like, okay, what do you think? Where's where do you stand? You hear the arguments on both sides. Check him out, SharpFootballAnalysis.com, SharpFootballStats.com, at SharpFootball on social media. He's got an unbelievable book he comes out with every year. I love it. We'll get him on to discuss it again after it comes out on the Even Money Betting Podcast because there's a lot of good betting info in there. He is the man, Warren Sharp. Thank you, Warren. Really appreciate it. And thanks for having me, Ross. And I would also encourage people, if you want to get more information about what I was regurgitating here and discussing with you, the article is up at NBCSports.com. You can go to edge.nbcsports and you can check it out right there. You can read all the different teams that have a rest edge or at rest disadvantages. I mean, it's right up there. I've got charts and graphs, and I think it would be really eye-opening for a lot of people. Awesome. Thank you, Warren. Thanks for having me. Gosh. We are on fire right now with our guests. We are. I mean, Micah Parsons, Matt Nagy, Michael North, Warren Sharp. Wait till you see who we have later on this week. Unbelievable. Please spread the word and please consider Level Select CBD. Pros like golf legend Ricky Fowler, 15-year NFL quarterback Carson Palmer, Use Level Select CBD sports creams and roll-ons to get the relief they need. Now, Level Select CBD is sponsoring a free-to-play daily fantasy golf contest. Head to DraftKings.com, make your picks in the Level Select Golf Classic for your shot at $5,000 in cash prizes. Level Select has three different levels of CBD, so you can find product that's right for you. Visit levelselectcbd.com. Use promo code DK30 for 30% off your entire order. That's DK30 for 30% off your order at levelselectcbd.com. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. Morning, Ross. Let's start today with uh, some news out of Denver. First, they uh, reportedly were going to trade wide receiver. Deshaun Hamilton, but he tore his ACL working out on his own before they can move him. That is unbelievable. They were going to release him, 
And then before they released him, Bry, they got some notes, they got some calls in being like, no, we'll we'll trade for him. Probably just a late round swap of picks or conditional seventh or whatever. But it's something. Something's better than nothing. Sand, foam, something. When I say that, Bry, you know what that is? I, I say that at least three times a year. And do you, do you know what it is? Wait, say it again? Yeah. Sand, foam, something. No. From old school. When Vince Vaughn is talking about the party at the house. Earmuffs. And he's like, we need foam. Or Earmuffs. We need, we need something there. And they're like, and, and the guys, uh, what's the guy's name? Luke Wilson's like, sand? He's like, yeah, sand, foam, something. Anyway, you might know what I'm talking about or no? I do. Now I do. Uh, I remember the earmuffs throughout that movie. Oh, yes. Earmuffs. Yep. Earmuffs. Um, all right. So they were going to trade him. They tore his ACL. Here, here's what make it even worse. They won't pay him. He was working out on his own. I highly doubt they'll pay him. Speaking of that, next Tux Take, Brian. Tux Takes. Speaking of that, the Broncos also signed tackle Cameron Fleming and released tackle Jawan James after he recently tore his Achilles working out on his own. And did he get any money? Zero dollars and zero cents. And by the way, he had like 21 million more, quote unquote, fully guaranteed. Zero. I mean, I, I cannot even imagine what will be going through my head. I can't imagine. Now, on the one hand, Bri, you know, the offseason program doesn't start until mid-April. So these guys could have had these injuries. They could, you know, this stuff can happen when they're working out on their own January, February, March anyway. Or, by the way, you get like six weeks between the end of the offseason program and training camp. So, and you're working out hard during those six weeks. So you're ready for training camp. So you can tell your Achilles or ACL doing that too. It's just unfortunate that these guys tore it during the period where they could be at the facility and get their whole salary for it. They got to figure something out. Because otherwise, if they're not going, if they're going to stiff these guys, you might have more guys not doing stuff on their own because they're so worried about it. Takes. Some other moves include the Chiefs swapping late-round picks for former first-round Vikings cornerback Mike Hughes, Washington signing veteran special teams Bobby McLean, while longtime stalwart Ryan Kerrigan said goodbye to the team on Instagram last night after ten years in burgundy and gold. So, number one. Uh, Mike Hughes kind of flamed out with the Vikings, but he was a first-round pick for a reason. So that is why a team like Kansas City is willing to take a shot on him. Uh, Bobby McCain was a captain for Miami last year, so Washington scooped him up. Can't even tell you how much respect I have for Ryan Kerrigan. 156 starts out of 160 possible. The last 10 years, especially the way that guy played. I say this all the time, Brian, when people ask who I look up to or whatever, any guy that battled in the trenches and lined it up pretty much every Sunday for 10 years, hard to express in words how impressive that is. Tip of the cap to Ryan Kerrigan, absolute Stud. Can't wait to see where he goes next. Tux takes. 
And finally, the NFL announced late last week that players and staff who are vaccinated no longer have to wear masks. That's awesome. That's great. Uh, I think the primary reason is they're trying to incentivize everybody to do it, which I think they should. Uh, I think based on everything I've read, all the data I've seen, I'm far from an expert, but it certainly seems like the vaccine is working. And the more people that take it and have it, the better off everybody is. So I think the NFL, they're not allowed to mandate it. That's exactly what they should do. They should, you're not going to want to be the only guy wearing a mask at, at, you know, at practice or in the meeting room, right? I mean, you're just not. So that makes a lot of sense to me. Um, I'd also say shout outs are in order to Pizza Boy Brewing, delicious, Sportaculture, Vision Comics with an X, humanheadnyc.com. Those are all the, I think we're done here, members of patreon.com slash rtmedia. Love our patrons and love the series we're doing on the College Draft Podcast as well. Check that out. Other than that, I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. A lot of times on the show, I mention DraftKings. Here's what you need to know. You got to be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or in Indiana, 109WITHIT. By the way... If what I was talking about included a deposit bonus, doesn't always, sometimes it does. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough, and deposit bonuses are paid out in site credit.